Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now today's program was recorded at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom in Pearland, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners in the Houston area to join us at Calvary Chapel in Pearland, where the Bible is taught line upon line, chapter upon chapter, book upon book, where prayer is a priority and where fellowship is something we experience together as Jesus our Savior walks in our midst by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Ray Jensen is the new pastor at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom, and the Lord has raised him up to lead this congregation in this critical hour just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. Listen today, and we pray you're blessed. Now, if you remember back when Moses first arrived to lead them out of Egypt, when they got mad at Moses for their increased workload, they ran to Pharaoh about it. They ran to Pharaoh, hey, our workload, you got to ease off of us. They didn't run to God. They ran to Pharaoh. What's Pharaoh going to do? He made it worse in the first place. They should have asked God for help. But here they're still in complain mode and they're taking it out on more people instead of bringing their request to the Lord in prayer. I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I run to people before I run to the Lord and I shouldn't. And so that's why Moses rebuked them for for this. He says, what are we that you complain against us? What are you coming at me for? Well, I I didn't do this. I'm leading you out into freedom. Why Why are you jumping on me? Their complaining was not against them. It was against God. I've been in this position many times in ministry. People would take their frustrations on me like it was something I did. But here the Israelites here running back into their sin because they're falling away. And so now that the hardship has truly arrived here now, they're taking it out on Moses and Aaron. It's not Moses and Aaron's fault. Likewise, if you're in a situation and the first person you want to take it out on It's not their fault. Take it to the Lord. What can they really do? Don't take it out on the people that care about you the most. Remember, we should always seek God. Take your issues to the Lord. If you take it out on other people, you're operating the wrong way. Renew your mind. Take it to the Lord. Take it always to the Lord. Exodus 16 and 9. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness. And behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Bam! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's, that would hit me upside the head. I like those bam moments. I need to get bammed upside the head once in a while. So, back when Moses and Aaron rebuked the people for grumbling against them, they also gave them assurance for God's providence. Neat point. If you're ministering to someone and they tear you up one side and right back down the other, rebuke them, but assure them. Don't just, stop that. Assure them. Talk to them like Jesus would talk to you. Ray, you sinned. I had to die for it, but you know what? I love you and I'm going to offer you eternal life. 
How cool is that? You want to be like God? Be like that with people. If you have to give them a rebuke, follow it with some assurance. It's just a godly thing to do. He gives them assurance of God's providence. He says, watch what God's going to do. As we saw in verse 8, when he told the people that the Lord will give them meat in the evening, also it's interesting to see the rebuke with assurance both given practically within the same sentence. He rebuked them and we're going to have something to eat. (laughs) I just can't get my head around it. That just goes to show I'm a sinful guy still in need of pursuing the Lord's word, right? So here it is, rebuke and assurance in the same sentence. That just goes to show you we've got to never forget to be loving, even at times when we have to correct someone, even if you're being corrected. I've been corrected, have you? Yeah, I sure have. But good people always gave me assurance at the same time because rebuke without love is kind of mean. So I'm glad that we have that example here. We have to rebuke people correctly, not tear them down. We have to do it with the same way that God does for us. And I want to show you about that in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Not so that the man of God may be torn up and, and hurt, so that he may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Why would I send you on the battle lines of the war out there that we have against the ways of this world if I'm not going to put a sword in your hand and then not teach you how to use it? You're not using that sword right. Try it like this. It's not a rebuke to hurt you. It's a rebuke to help you so that when you get out there, you'll be able to do more, right? Love is required. Love is always required. If you try to correct someone with sharp, harsh words, is the man of God going to be complete? I don't think so. We have to do it lovingly with patience. We have to do for others how we'd like things to be done for us, right? And so it's neat right here, after Moses rebuked them, he gave them assurance that God is about to provide for them. As he says that not only are they going to have bread, but in verse 12, at twilight you're going to get meat too. Now, I'm a meat eater. I like meat. I like a good barbecue sandwich. If it comes to meat or bread, I'll take the meat. But he's telling them, hey, you get both. (laughs) Okay, pretty nice. That's assuring to me. At twilight, you're going to eat meat. Morning, you're going to have bread, filled with bread. Why is he doing this? Because he says, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. What were they complaining about what they missed in Egypt? Meat and bread. So now, God's going to give you some meat and bread. How's that? Now you don't have a reason to go back to Egypt. Now God says He's going to give them meat and bread. All they have to do is ask. That's all they had to do was ask. You ever realize when you're caught in a mess and you're trying to figure it out and you go this way and that and you just run yourself nuts trying to figure it out? You ever realize all you got to do is ask? You just got to ask the Lord, Hey, God, what do I do about this? I have run myself crazy trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. Help me. All they had to do was ask. Instead of asking, they got anxious they got anxious philippians 4 6 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god Uh, a number of years ago i was uh, uh, preaching uh, a sunday service for an old folks home here in pearland and that was hard to do because those people they led me by 60 some odd years They've been through World War II. They've got health problems. I don't know the first thing about. And I'm thinking, what have I got to tell them? 
you know, they've been through everything. And it kind of intimidated me a little bit. And I got on that scripture right there that you can make your request be made known to God. And this woman in the back row, she went like that. Like it's the first time she'd heard it. She just realized she could bring a request to God and it struck her. And it took everything I had in my composure not to lose it in front of everybody. I had to purposely not look at her because if I looked at her with that look, it would have broke me down. Let your requests be made known to God. You can bring them to Him. Bring your request to Him. Ask Him, God, what do I do? He can deliver so that when He does deliver it, then we are hit with the realization it certainly was Him that did it because we just asked Him for it. That's what He's saying here. We wish we had the meat and the bread. God's about to give you meat and bread. Then you're going to know He's God. Friends, what you're needing in your life, did you know you can bring your request to Him in prayer? Do you spend more time spinning your wheels trying to get the things you need more than you spend time in prayer with God asking for them? Are you having trouble with relationships and with people? Bring that request to God in prayer. Are you having financial difficulties? Bring that request to God in prayer. Is your health failing? Bring that request to God in prayer. Everything, big or small, don't let Satan steal your prayer life away from you. Bring your requests to God in prayer so that when He delivers you from it, then you will know definitely it is He who is the Lord your God. That's a hallelujah moment right there. What a mighty God we serve. Exodus 16 and 13. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the very thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person. And omer is their unit of measurement. It's about two quarts. One omer for each person according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered, some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them, so they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. America. I pause here deliberately for a specific reason. God is not here to make you rich. The streets of gold in heaven, that's what they're made of, gold. Gold is pavement up there. Think about it. On our way to walk to worship the Father, we are going to be stepping over the top of what everybody down here is trying to get their hands on. God's not here to make us rich. 
Yes, I did previously say that we can bring our requests to God, but our requests are not so that we can turn God into Santa Claus to bless us into wealth so that we can have bigger houses and fancier cars and gadgets and more money, 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 money. That's not what this is about. As it says here, God heard their prayer. He answered them by blessing them with what they needed. And those who gathered had nothing left over. Nobody had any lack. God did not give them too little and He didn't give them too much. God gave them just enough. And that's it. Americans, this is the real God of Israel. Not the one that we've made up. Not the one that says, I want to bless you and bless you until you're rich beyond whatever. That's not God. He gives us just enough so that we will be able to continue walking in the direction that He has for us. Now, I'm going to use my own story. I knew that leaving my past career and going into full-time ministry was going to come with a pay cut. I knew I wasn't going to get rich off doing this, but you know what? God's still providing for me and Anna. We have all our bills paid on time. We aren't going hungry. Any car repairs that we have to deal with, we, you know, we are able to deal with it. In fact, just last week, I worked on my truck, and while I was under my truck working on it, me and my dad found three more problems that would have cost me a lot of money later, and we just kind of quick did it right there. God's watching out for us, right? So... God does this. He gives us just enough to keep walking forward in the direction, in this ministry, the, the, the things I have to do. He gives me just enough to do it. Just enough to keep going. We have a hands-out generation these days. A, a whole society of people who won't give, but they expect to be given too. God bless me, and I, here's one I used to do. God bless me, and as soon as you do, then I'll do what you told me to do. Instead of walking in that direction first, right? No obedience required. This kind of thinking, that's not the same God I'm reading about here in Exodus 16, is it? The American way of thinking, Americanized Christianity, follows a different God than that of the Bible. And so does much of the rest of the world. It's not the same God. Americans, we need to get to know the real God of Israel. We got trouble coming if we don't get to know the real Jesus. You remember in the Bible, there's some guys that was walking with Jesus. They knew Jesus, but he come back after, after death. He was walking right beside them. They didn't even recognize him. They didn't even know it was him. That's what America's doing. They're walking, saying, I'm with Jesus. And if he walked right next to him, they wouldn't know it was him. We got to get to know the real Jesus. You can see in verse 20 that some people did not listen to Moses' instructions. They got lacking in their trust, and they maybe even got a little greedy, and they kept some of the bread. They really didn't think God was going to provide the next day. They kept some of this stuff called, what is it? What is it? Is manna. That's what it means. What is it? And so now because of this, now in verse 21... They gathered it, now every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun got hot, it melted. No more gathering. I give you enough time to gather, and I shut it off, God was doing it, by, by melting it. God killed off the supply every day. He melted it away. There's two reasons for this. So they would gather only what they need, and so they would have to trust God for a new supply the next day. I have to trust in the Lord every day, every day. God wants us to trust Him day by day. You know, that's what the Lord's Prayer says when you think about it. Give us this day our what? Daily bread. Americans like to pray, Lord, give us this day our bread for the entire year. Daily. Daily. This is a daily thing. So that we can trust the Lord daily for His providence. When you try to accumulate more for yourself, God can turn it into a rotting substance. Notice it said it bred worms. Because they kept too much. I was reading the other day about the NFL super mega players. 
millions upon millions. They made more money than all of us will make put together in our whole lifetimes. And now they're broke. One of them, I can't remember his name. I wouldn't say it if I knew it. One of them is living with his mom and daddy because he ruined his life, partied it away, blew it. Do not make money or material items your God because just like with this manna, God can destroy it and make it actually become a plague to you. Who wants to eat worms? That's what they overaccumulated and kept because they didn't trust the next day. God made it a plague to them. I've seen it time and time again. People who turn from the Lord and, they, and then everything they've strived to acquire suddenly becomes a burden on them and it goes to ruin. So we need to trust the Lord every single day. Exodus 16 and 22. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses... Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, eat that today for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days. You shall gather, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Here is the Bible's very first mention of the Sabbath. They were to work for six days, then rest on the seventh. Why? Let me show you. Genesis 2 and 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, which means set it apart. Because in it, he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. And so this is why God gave people twice as much bread on the sixth day, so they wouldn't have to go get it the next day. This is a holy thing to do, the Sabbath. Some people disregarded the Sabbath by going out and trying to gather more. They went out to gather bread because of what? Lack of faith. Because they just think, you just saw the bread after one day, it rotted and got worms in it. Well, we better go get some more bread. Well, wait a minute. God told you to get twice as much. Have faith that he's just going to make it last somehow. And guess what? It didn't get worms this time. We've got to do things the way God tells us to do it, right? Follow God's instruction. They didn't trust Him. And because of that, guess what? They disobeyed, which means they sinned. Now look at how this provoked God's anger. He says, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and laws? You know, there's a lot of people that say they follow Jesus and He's the Lord, but they don't follow what He says to do. You ask anybody, are you going to heaven? Oh, yeah. Are you living like it? Well, just because I'm not... And there they go. This makes God angry when we don't live the way He tells us to do. We should obey Him, especially if we're going to proclaim that we belong to Jesus Christ. Exodus 16 and 31. And the house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Then Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. 
And Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer of manna in it and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel ate manna forty years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. So the people called it manna means what is it? I want to show you Numbers 11.8. It says the people went about and gathered it, ground it on millstones or beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans and made cakes of it. And its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. So it also had an olive oil taste in it also. Man, this stuff must have tasted pretty good. Now it said to put it with the testimony that represented the tablets of the law, which were in the Ark of the Covenant. Now I know we haven't seen anything about the Ark yet at this point in the Bible, but God tells them to keep this pot of manna with the testimony and keep it for generations so that they would remember that God provided for them out of Egypt. So we can see that when the Ark is made, they'd have this pot of manna there with the Ark. So if you've ever wondered... Uh, I know I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark and they opened it and a bunch of spirits come out and burned everybody up. But I mean, if you want to know biblically what was really in the Ark, it says that this pot of manna was one of them. Hebrews 9 and 2. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that had budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And so the Lord supplied manna for them for 40 years and had them put it with the Ark so that they could remember it all the time, what He did for them. What's interesting here is they had the manna all the way for the wilderness until they got to Canaan where they were going. Joshua 5.12 Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. God gave them manna for 40 years all the way until He got them to where they were going. You can't just help but stop and think, wow. John 6 and 30 Therefore they said to Him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the man in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus is our bread from heaven. You're like, well, how cool it would be for God to do this manna thing with me. He did. Jesus Christ. That's better than manna. Bread from heaven. And just like the manna sustained the Israelites through the wilderness before they got to the promised land, Jesus will sustain you until he gets you to your promised land, eternal life. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail... Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 
713-624-7588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus. This is John Peake with Israeli Self-Defense and Fitness. We are the new breed of martial arts and fitness designed to give you the understanding and skills to defend yourself and your family against an attack or threat by an armed or unarmed attacker or multiple attackers. We're an international organization led by former Israeli soldiers with a curriculum that is simple and effective. You owe it to yourself, family, and loved ones to be able to defend against any assault should the need arise. We are followers of Jesus Christ, led by His Holy Spirit to provide a safe and functional training environment to develop life-saving skills and increase your physical fitness beyond what you may think is possible. We offer group, private, and corporate training. Call today and mention KKHT to get a 10% discount on your membership. Remember, you owe it to yourself and loved ones not to be a victim. Visit us on the web at IsraeliSelfDefense.net or call 713-53-TRAIN. That's 713-538-7246 to get started today.